Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. We are back to what we started with. As we finish Meseches Bavakama and embark on Meseches Bavmetzia in the 14th cycle of Dafyaimi, we are here to learn how Bavmetzia was learned throughout the ages. We always focus on some of the Rishainim, some of the Achreinim, and we always find an Achreinatu to dive into just a little bit. Um, happy to share that the episode that we did, which was titled, Was Rav Chaim a Paisik, has over 10,000 views. You have to listen to the episode to see if you really can answer that question. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the feedback, the emails. I've, I've been in a few places since then, and people are coming over. They really, really enjoy the episode and in general, what you do. Rabbi Dakhli has a brought so... Keep on plugging away, as they say, and um, keep on delivering the gems. So here we are. We're back to focusing on the Masechta that's being learned in the Dafa Yaimi, how it was learned throughout the ages, and we're excited for this. And this episode, I must mention, thank you very much to our sponsor, Michael Haston, who is dedicating this episode in memory of Lila Nishmas, his father, Mordechai ben Doiv, on his fourth yard site. May his neshama have an aliyah and all the learning, all the knowledge that we gain from this discussion should be an eloy for his neshama. So, Rabbi, Doctor, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Okay, so we're going to begin like this. This is a masechta that, as Dafyemi is going to learn it to everyone, many people already know, it's a remarkable Masechta, which many learn during their yeshiva years. Not only that, many who begin learning, they begin specifically with the Masechta, this Masechta, Parak el the second Parak. And we already mentioned in the episode on Babakama a little bit about it, if, if um, why it's picked to Dafka learn from el But, Bekitzer, this Masechta ha- has many practical aspects of Chaysh Mishpat, specifically Ben Adam Lechaveirot, starting with finding a Matzias, Dealing with allegations of shaymrim, watching borrowing, watching things that borrowing things, all these types of halachas, selling items. I know um, how to price items, complex ribishilas, halachas of hiring people for jobs, and, and many other topics come up through this masechta. It's a very, very negayadik masechta in practical halacha. However, in yeshiva, the focus is much more on the lumdis, um, and we'll discuss a little bit about that throughout in, in different aspects in this episode. Now. Obviously, it would be worthwhile in the in the day to find time, as they say, to look a little bit more into the numerous works that are out there, making it more current, as the halachas here are very relevant. Even people who are not in business, there's a lot of halachas that play out in their day-to-day lives. And when you learn this masechta, and you, you know, there's a lot of different aspects for it. Lomai says many different svarim. In English, article has published a bunch. I couldn't even list them all out, but they have a bunch. Feldham has a few. Um, just to mention one, Rabbi Badner has a book in Feld, um, from, I think it's published by Feldham, and we'll discuss a drop about this towards the end. But just, this is just a point to mention. about I, I neglected to ask you this when we started. Could we get to this? It's worth mentioning that Elu Matthias is the parak in Mesech's Bav that for most, it's the first taste of Gemara that they have. Is there a Messiah to this? Is something you're going to get to or answer off the cuff? 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I do not have an answer. I have been looking for an answer. How far back it is, I cannot answer. Um, and why it is also that we mentioned in the Baba Kam episode in the beginning, but I have not been able to find exactly how it developed and when it started. Uh, maybe one day we'll get to having an answer. Uh, maybe someone has an answer or someone maybe did a study about it already. Um, but it's it's very it's very interesting. My first exposure was Ela Matzias. Still remember, we learned it by Rabbi Yaakov Kapala Levi Berlovsky, and she was in Berlin. And it was my first Ritva we ever learned, actually, also because he deals with he dealt he spoke out to us. Why is the Mishnah picking all these unique cases when you learn Ela Matzias? It's also very interesting. But anyway, that's um, we're not going to get to that in this in in this episode at least. Okay, now. But Kitzer, this pre- the presentation is going to show how this Masechta was learned throughout the ages, as we've done in the past. Um, now, obviously, this Masechta was learned because it was very Negea, and it still is Negea Ariyai. However, what's going to come out from this whole episode is that they had learned it, and we're going to document that they learned it, but most of the material they did not have throughout the ages. Only in our generation, or maybe in the past hundred years, is an explosion of material specifically for Masechtus Bamatziah, and through that we might be able to answer some interesting questions. What I'm going to do is put it in chronological order, I'm going to show because I'm basically trying to show Bamatziah was learned. So uh, it was learned, but this, and I'll mention when I talk about specific stuff, when the Sefer was actually published, and we'll see that a lot of it happens to come out much later on. Now, just three brief Nakudas. As I said, we always try to find, there's always sources that say how they learned it in the yeshiva cycle and it's going to be obvious from all this farm here that it was part of the yeshiva cycle. Just to mention an early letter where this person is writing about how he desired to learn by the, in the yeshiva of Avram Brady in Prague. This is way back in the 1700s. So this letter, which is published in Yushasenu, Volume 4, at Tzava of Rabbi Yehuda, Rachlis, he, he writes, this is when he's a teenager, about 16, 17 years old, that he was able to learn, and he's specifically spelling out the Babas. But we'll see clearly that it was learned. Okay, this is one interesting thing about the Masechta, and just two other things before we get jump right into it is like this. There's a there's a series of, there's a volume called Dark Chaim, which is a fascinating volume from Reb Chaim Yaakov Naftali um, Zilberger. And he has a letter where he's talking to someone about learning about Matziah. Um, and he, Barichos, he talks about the Hashivas of the Masechta, and then he, and he ends up st- saying that we find Kiyadua, the famous Gemara, um, if, if, if you want to get um, Chachma, you should be Isaac in Dine Mamanis. Then he says, Shein Chama Ktsaya B'tayra Gadol Mehen. And then he and he says, B'frat Dine Mamanis, B'frat Tayin and Nitan. And he talks about this, he says, the, he, then he brings in Then he says, You shall learn this You shall learn it with great simcha. This is a, a, a fascinating volume published before World War II of materials, and this is what he's giving aid to so the, the, the unbelievable stuff going on about Matsya, and then he has in this letter more about this. Okay, it's one Nakuda, second Nakuda, and the third Nakuda is in general about Chaysh Mishpat and specifically about this Masechta. It's Kedai to look in the third parak of the Chaznish Munabatachan where he brings. He starts off with a letter of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter where people were talking about, oh, people are very involved with Midas. They don't realize that in the Yon of Geneva and different aspects, which comes out very clearly when you learn about Matziah, the Chazanish brings this letter from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter about the ASIC of learning these halachas be'iyundik. 
helps. It's not only about Musa, but this is how you learn aspects of Einadam Chaveiroi by going through it. And the Chazanish Kedarka Bekaidish beautifully well in his, in his incredible work. Chazanish Menotachim Gimel talks about this, elaborating on this Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Okay, now. So let's just go through very fast. We always mention very fast the Nuschayis Talmud, um, the the manuscripts of the Gemara. So of course this Masechta still um, has from the Dukduk Yosef from his work. He had a few manuscripts of the Gemara. He had actually the Ramban Toisus Russian Rajba manuscript, which we'll get to discussing later on. Um, um, as far as uh, mechkar or academic literature, we always just point out very briefly the mechkarim of on this mesechta, the mechkarim of Shama Yehuda Friedman. He has two massive volumes on Parak Seichers Umnan, where he deals with the nusach um, um, of the Masech, of the Parak and a beer of the Parak. But he has throughout his volume Sugyes Bichikar Talmud Abavli tons of information about the manuscripts of Masechtas Bab it, it might even be more unique than other Masechtas, and one could Ayn Shum in his articles about this. And one other safer to point out is. There's a chibur from Professor David Henschke, a Goyen Oilam, the person I, I know very well, I was able to actually learn by him, Missionary Shainim Talmudim Shel Tanoim Achroinim, where he has a massive, beautiful work on the Shainim, a lot of different aspects relating to the Dal Shainim, which is a parak in, in Masechtas Bamatsir. Now, we go through always, we just say, Talmud Yerushalmi, so already in Baba Kama, we spoke about the chibur on, on, on Baba Kama, and there's just, we forgot to mention, the Sivis Yerushalayim from Avdaikas, okay, Toisefta, so we always mention that there's the, um, in Ezekiel, there's the Magan Avram has a parish on Tesefta, the Chazi David has a parish on Tesefta, and Shaul Lieberman. And we already discussed in the episode that we just released, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky said, you're allowed to learn, it's going on auction, maybe it was bought already, a letter, he was asked if he could learn this from Rechaim, of Shaul Lieberman, he said he could, so we could mention that on, on Bab Metziah, Tesefta Bab Metziah, we also have the parish of Shaul Lieberman. Okay, I can the Gemara. Then we always move in very fast to the Gainim. So Gainim we've always discussed already, it's a Gainim of Bam Levine. Now, more recent years, because of new discoveries, not for now, but basically uh, Professor Brody and, and a team of people have found through much more material that was not available to Bam Levine, and they've already released through, it's published by Mechon Ofek, on Bam reissuing it with tons more material. Okay. Lamaiso discoveries are always made, in, even in the worlds of early the, the worlds of Gainim. So there's a work, uh, the, the two works, which we're not going to get into discussing what they are, but the one is known as Sefer Chayfet, Sefer Mesiftus. So this work, there's a there was a there's a, a hiker that I've quoted a bunch of times, Professor Simcha Emanuel. So he met what, one of his things is he seeks out lost Chiburim of Rishainim. So he's located. Um, materials relating to Masechtas Bamatsia, long lost work of Sefer Chayfetz Masechtas, new pieces that were not available up till now, and he's published them in his volume Begins Europa. And once you're talking about his volume Begins Europa, this is these are manuscripts how he discovers it, he deals with it in the book, fascinating information. And in volume two of Begins Europa, he also found an also another early work called Sefer Mekzayis. Also related to Abba Okay, now we move into Rabbeinu Hanano. We've discussed them already in the past. So in Shas Vilna, when it came out, that one of the pluses that they had in many Masechtas is they have the Rabbeinu Hanano. This Masechta, if you look in Shas Vilna, does not have the whole thing, but because um, the manuscript that they had was only partial. Oitzegoinen from Bam Levine, we just spoke about, he already started collecting it from then on. Various people had new materials, such as the Shidna Kobetzas we'll get to, and the Sefer Aner we're about to talk talk about. And Meister of Cook has published an edition which has much more material of Rabbeinu Hanano. And now that leads us to the next thing right away, Rabbi Zechariah Agamati. This is... Um, he, it's written around 1190. This is an early type of work of Ashitim Gubetzis, where he's collecting materials up to 1190. Ashitim has much later material, and it's published, it's known as the Sefer Haner. In 2010, around, I think it's in 2010, the, the work, the whole work comes out about Matsya in a, in a legible manner. Earlier it had come out in a, in a facsimile edition. 
And what it has is a lot of material going in Rambam and stuff like that. So the famous Moshe Bloy in Ashita Sakamainim, he pulled out materials of Rabbeinu and other stuff, and that's part of what is, is found in his volume on Ashita Sakamainim, and that it, and also Rabbeinu Hanano materials. Okay, now we go into the Rishonim. So Rishonim, here's where we already could start seeing. A fa- so all this material that we just discussed was not available throughout the generations. It existed, so we see that it was learned. But now let's go through the Rishonim. So if you, uh, I've quoted in the past, you open up your your Shemak Doilim. He has a list of Svarim on, on Masechtus that he saw that he was aware of a lot of the manuscripts. So if you look in Masechtus about Masechtus Bamitzi, he just lists two things: Shitim Rubetzis and the Ritva. Okay. Now, we'll get back to this shortly. Now, we know we have the right, some, someone, the Hagoyim Rav Nissan Alper, Talmud Muvuk of, of Ramesha Feinstein, put together two massive volumes where he gathered all different materials of the Ravid found in secondary sources from the, all the Rishayim that they bring from the Ravid, and he has Biurim on it. It's available, two massive volumes. I think it's still in print even. Okay. But this is not a whole, this, but we don't have, we we believe that the Ravid did write a work on Bamatsi, it's lost, but here we have the pieces from secondary sources. Okay, now let's move on to the Ramban. The Ramban they did not have throughout the ages. Until 1929, Hagoyin Rebbe Meltzer, in a project of gathering all the materials of Ramban, which we discussed in the episodes of Rechaim Kanyeski in the beginning of this, in the season two, he had this project and he printed from manuscript Ramban. Okay. Um, Lamaisa later on, Professor Tashma found a few uh, another manuscript of some pieces which were not in the edition that Rabbis Al Meltzer did, so he publishes it. And then later on, Ramaisha Hirschler, when he publishes the Ramban, he has already a few manuscripts, some that the Rabbis Al Meltzer didn't have. Okay, so they published that. So today, when you go to the store and you buy Yehudusha Ramban, you have to keep in mind this was not around the first time it even came into existence in 1929, and the volume that you have now is not even 50 years old, it's much less than 50 years old. Now, Tyrus Ramban was known to the Gedolim when they learned this Masechta. Why? Because we have the Mulchamas, which was print- printed in 1512, but not nearly as much. If you go through Chedusha Ramban, there's a lot of material that's not found in the Mulchamas. Lamaisa, just like everything else, there's a new edition of the, of the Mulchamas, Amba Matsia, specifically with a fancy beer, just came out from a year of Simcha Heber this year. And basing it on all the additions, and also Ha'aris being aiming on all different things. Okay, so this is the Ramban from his base magic. We have the Rajba. When does the Rajba come out? Many Masechtas, it came out much earlier. This volume only comes out in 1931 from the Mechonov of Dorvitz, which we also discussed his him a little bit in the Sugis of Zraim, with Rechaim Kanievsky, with the Shirim Rechaim Kanievsky. Lamaisa, they published this for manuscript. And again, today, there's even more manuscripts, so Maestro of Cook Edition will even have it based on more manuscripts. We'll, and we'll discuss a drop more about this shortly. And the Maestro, there's a Hebrew of the Talmud, the Rajba, the, uh, or so it's believed, found in the sheet, uh, back to the Sheet of So this is, again, with Ritva, Rajba, sorry, this is with, now the Ravid, the Ramban, the Rajba. So, but all this, again, is only taking place in our century. The Ritva. So the Ritva, this, on this Masechta, it's, it's, this is an interesting story. What's the story is like this. There's a Chuvas Maram Galanti. In 1608, it's published. And over there, he has material of what he calls the Ritva until Dafyud Beis on the base. Okay? Lamaisa, the whole Masech to the Ritva, is published in Tuf Pei Tess. That is 1729. So in 1729, it's published for the first time. But already people started noticing that this cannot be the Ritva for various reasons. Um, Shema Gedolim has a Arichos Nifla, and he seemed to keep on coming back to revisit it, and he deals with it in Shema Gedolim. Today, in the standard Shema Gedolim, all the pieces that he came are all put together, al Pia Seder, but it, it was written over over time. And the conclusion is that this Ritva published in Tafpei Test is not the Ritva. Okay, so what is the Ritva? Does the Ritva exist? So Baruch Hashem, in 1962, 
1962, Rav Alter Halperin from England publishes the manuscript. He has a movie where he deals with the whole story, explaining, proving how this is true, what the ritva of Tafpetes is, etc., etc. Now, of course, Meister Cook comes along. They have more manuscripts, so they publish it more. Okay. Um, the claim is that this is a Madura Basra of the ritva, where the Madura Rishaina is the daf, up to Dafyud Bays, but all this can be dealt with in. Um, both the fascinating mother of Rav Halperin, the brief mother of Rashila Raphael, and they also explained that if the if Achreinim would have had the real Ritva, it was Miyash of many things. This is a, a Kasedidik, a very valuable thing that one could find in um in in these mothers, what I find very interesting is they show what's the point of having this thing. They say, oh, there's a deen in the Achreinim, and if you had this Ritva, you would see that he could be Mayashvit. So it's very nice when you have such materials. And they point it, a lot of times they try, because they're trying to say the significance of it, but um, this is one great significance of, of these um, introductions of these kinds of svar. Okay. Moving right, um, and they but they do print in the back of the Maestro Cook edition. They print the Maram Galanti, the the part of the Ritva that's it seems to be the Maduro Kama of the Ritva until Dafyid Bay's with footnotes is in the found in the back of the Cook edition of the Ritva. Okay, so but the point that I'm trying to make out is the real Ritva, the Rajbra, the Ramban, these Svaram are only coming out less than 100 years ago. Okay, let's go further. Rima Lonil, only in this century. Taisis Rush, only 1959. Taisi Rabbeinu Peretz, 1970. Chedushi Aran, interestingly enough, it seems that an edition comes out in the 1830s with a famous Askamar of Akiva Eger. Um, I have an amusing story with it one time. I think it was we learning about Matsya, and someone told me, he, I was trying to, I asked my Havrusa in high school, I said, when did the Ran live? So he tells me it must be after Rebbe Kivager because it has a skama from Rebbe Kivager. So, okay, so he learned at that time that, that that's not what it means. That skama is sometimes about a work much, much earlier, and the Ran and Rebbe Kivager are not um, in the same time period. Okay. Anyway, um, Lemaisa in 1994, the complete edition comes out. The Meiri comes out in 1959. So all what we're seeing over here again and again is the Rishayim wrote about these Masechites, but it only came out in the past hundred years. Okay, so how do they have Rishayim really besides from the Mulchamas that some people had? So the answer is Shittim Gubetzis. In 1721, the Shittim Gubetzis is printed under the name Asifa Zakanim. As in the Shar, we already see um, um, a listing out of the Svarim that it has. Okay. And we'll get to pointing out something interesting about this, but basically they had a, now all of a sudden they have some materials of the Rajva, the Ritva, the Ramban, but all the additions that came out in our century have much, much more material. Okay. Lamaisa, this is the story of the Rishayim. Now we move into the Achreinim. So as I said, it was learned. We have Marsha, which is printed about 1611. We have Maram, Tarish Chaim, incre the incredible safety of Tarish Chaim, which I'm still hoping if we are able to get funding for it to have a whole episode devoted to the Taurus Chaim, but he dies in 1632. His work on this Masechta, also 1624, is 1624. Excellent shot safer, also dealing with Haggadah, similar to the Marsha, that deals with Haglacha and Haggadah. And I quoted already previously, the Shem Agdolim, which talks about, he says, Bepilpul Vesvaru Yeshara, Lamaisa, we must mention that Nachi Weinstein just released in the past few days what he worked on, the Tyrus Chaim on Masechta with a beautiful introduction published by Machon Alizayat of Lakewood. And it's available, I guess, copies in Artist Roll, it's available for purchase. And I believe its copies are on their way to America. So there, one could see a history of the Tyrus Chaim. Um, and all different things, and, and he put out Amasechtes Avaydezara, not Amasechtes Babakama, but Amasechtes Avaydezara, and he discusses why he did that also. Okay, moving on, there's a Hebrew based Yehuda, 
which is published in 1687. He's the Avbezdin of Kalish. We spoke a little bit about him in the Hebrew, in the, in the Shir about Sfarim Babakama. So to Rebbe Reb Heschel, who's not a Rebbe, but he's known as Rebbe Reb Heschel. We also spoke about him a little bit in Masechtis Babakama, in, in the Shir among the Shir about Sfarim about Masechtis Babakama. So we're not going to repeat that here either. Okay. Now, the Pnei Yeshua publishes in 1756. Okay. So Adkan, these are the famous. Um, um, earlier, I would say, and then all of a sudden, but what becomes unique to Masech, so Pnei Yeshua doesn't need any discussion. We know that it very it changed the world at the time. Why and how exactly that needs to be mapped out, but not for now. Okay, what happens to our Masechta is it comes along a Chibur. Rabbi Yosef Chazayin writes a Chibur, it's published in Yehosef. So he dies in 1698, but it takes a long time for it to be published in 1735 in the whole Masechta. He's very close to the Knesset Doila. And one today could buy it just recently, I believe in the past year. Machon Zechern Aram published a beautiful two-volume edition of this Chibur. And the introduction, an excellent introduction, a material about the Cheshivas of the Sefer. For me, what was the exciting thing about the Sefer? The Vilna Gain, who doesn't really quote Achreinim, quotes this work at least two times in Chayshin Mishpat, which is a very unique feature as it's believed that the Gra did not really see or quote Achreinim. This is something that needs to be... Um, um, clarified out of Saif, but the fact is he quotes this unique Hebrew. So this is why it was famous, but now it's uh, but in its time it was very famous and many people used it and the introduction maps this all out and Kedai to see um, this work goes through the whole Masechta very, very thorough. Okay, now the Lomdus of this Masechta, one of the early works way uh, way back in this Masechta is the Machna Ephraim, publishes it's published first time in 1738 and Rabbi Ephraim Navon, he dies in 1735, but okay, and it, this, be, this remains a classic, one of the Sephardi classics on the Masechta, Ad Hayoyim Yeshivish World. Okay, I would like to quote one Maramakam about this Chibur, in a very unique Maramakam source. Many years ago, I came across a book called Esa Enai El Ha'arim Mechtavim of Rabbi Pesach Frank to his son, while his son, Rabbi Yehuda Frank, was learning in Europe in the various Yeshivas, and this is a letter while his son was learning in Tells. So Rabbi Pesach Frank, Rav in Yerushalayim, is writing letters weekly to his son. Fascinating letters. Um, this volume is not available. I don't know why not. They printed parts of this volume, in a, calling it Shavive R, I believe it's called. But this actual volume with the full letters is not available. It's not even on the Eitzar Chachma database. Now, over here... In this full volume, it says like this. It seems his son was about to start learning with Sechus He says, But betach nimtze be'a yeshiva sefer machna afrayim, who sefer metsuyon vekal mo'oy la'ayim boy, ki hu migo'ine asvardim v'signon limudum hu ba'ifen echo midarki chachme ashkenaz, ve'esham harba anagel ba'metzia, aveda pikadim v'shayim v'gzele v'aveda shnuchen v'ruchosh l'cha yediyo boy v'yativ l'cha. B'ketzer, make sure to learn this sefer. And then he goes on and tells him, in my youth, I had a horror in the machna afrayim, this and this thing, and then he writes two pages about it, um, handling and learning about this thing. Okay, so he recommends his son to make sure to learn Machna Frank. We move on. There's a Sefer Yad Yosef. So this also in the letters of um, of Tzibiyazer uh, Frank, I believe he also points out to this Chibur, but this Chibur is um, a Galatiana Chibur. He was someone who knew Rebbe Frank Zalmargolis. This Chibur is published in 1829. Um, and interestingly enough, he met Rav Shlomo Kluger when Rav Shlomo Kluger was very young, and he recommended, he wrote a letter recommending to Rav Ephraim Zalmargolis and others that this Yid Rav Shlomo Kluger is somebody, and that's why he ends up getting the Steller in Breit, and then he becomes, and then he re basically remains in the city of Breit, where he becomes Darshan, eventually a Dayan, etc., etc. So it's all from this Yid, the Yad Yosef, Rav Yosef Stern, the Sefer has been published many times, even more recently. Okay, he was a great guy in that period of time. Okay. 
Moving on, we have the Nachos David. So Nachos David, we already spoke about him uh, relating to Masechtas Baba Kama, Talmud Muvaka, Rebchaim Velazhner, incredible safer. Sadly, it's not the whole Masechta, but a clerk. I, um, I mentioned already then, my father used to always tell me that people, f- that he felt when he's in Yeshiva, and based on learning, you didn't need a Magad Shir because it's written so clear, goes through all the Rishayim. Okay, but this is published in 1864. We mentioned already in Baba Kama that there's an article about his history in Yeshurun. If you, one wants a copy of this, Email me, and I'll be more than happy to send. Now, what's interesting in Bab Matsya is here we have a live piece of Tyra from Reb Chaim in the Sugya of Halech in the first parak of Baba Matsya. We don't have so many materials of Reb Chaim because his chuvas were basically destroyed um, um, in three different fires in Velazhin. But in this Nachos David, Tam Muvak of Reb Chaim brings down Chol Pachas in Bab Matsya. In the beginning of Bab Matsya, we can learn a piece of Tyra. From who? From Rechaim Velazhner. Now, there's an interesting piece from Rabbi Kaplan in his work, This is the son of Avram Elio Kaplan, and other Svarim, um, also where he deals with in length the Mahal Chalimud of Rechaim Velazhner. So, if one wants to see about to see what is Mahal Chalimud, what the original Talmud of the Gra, Russia, original Rashi of Velazhner, that's where one should start. So here we have a piece, as they say, we're talking about Halach. So a recent. Um, picture, a, a volume called Kisvei Tveris Yisrael from Manuscripts of Tveris Yisrael was published, and in there we have a unique manuscript of the Tveris Yisrael on the Sugi of Halach. Okay, so one could check that out too. Okay, now we're, we're going further into the Achreinim. We have like this, Nachos Yisrael. So this is early Achrin on, uh, not early Achrin, this is another Velazhna Talmud of Reb Chaim He's a brother of the Amudiyar and Rabbi Shua Heller. These brothers, they're the Heller brothers. There was four brothers, Sachakol. He's the oldest one. So he was a Talmud of Reb Chaim Amudiyar is a famous guy, um, wrote the famous Sefer Amudiyar and some other Svarim. Now, one wants to read about this family. There's a beautiful article from Malaysia Katzman, Yeshurun Dalit. And also in Rabbi Sein Shebegayla, Volume 2, there's an entry on all these four brothers. One could learn much more about them. Okay, so this, he has a chibur called Nachos Yisrael, which is on Baba Kama and on Baba Matziah. So here we have a Talmud, Nacha Talmud from Velazhin, with a, specifically a Talmud of Rechaim Velazhin. Just recently, they discovered more materials linking him to Rechaim Velazhin, and that has been published in the Myria, different Hanhagas from Rechaim Velazhin with his own Ha'aris on it, and the complete, the, in, in Myria, part of it was published, and the complete manuscript was published in the Kaivitz Tvunus a few years ago. Okay. Moving on, continuing yet with Velazhin, we have the Beis Halevi, the great Beis Halevi. So in his Chuvis, there are many Chuvis where he deals with at least the first parak or maybe even more different sugyas in Bab Matziah. I remember from when I was in 12th grade, my rabbi was fond to go through these um, various pieces of the Beis Halevi in Bab Matziah. Okay. Again, Nachayidun tied to Velazhin is Ramaisha Betzal Luria, who was born in 1835. He publishes a Sefer 1880. We've mentioned him in some other Masechtas because he wrote about seven, eight Chiburim. Again, if one wants to see about him, you should see the Rabbi Sein Shebegayla, a um, beautiful book on Lita, where it talks about him. Again, I refer you to the letters of Ritzi Pesach Frank to his son. He, basically, one of the things he comes up time and time again in these fascinating letters of Ritzi Pesach Frank is he would ask his son while he was in Europe, please get me the various svarim, and he has a long list of svarim. He would say to get him, and we ask him, why don't you get me this, and to get the stealer, something that svarim collectors could find fascinating, because here we have Ritzi Pesach Frank, the great guy of, of Yerushalayim, um, having and that's how Sfarim ended up getting to where to Yerushalayim. He had his son who was learning in Europe at the time. So this time he's already in Mir, 
So he tells him, there's a safe that I want. There was a chash of a yid, Ramayshim Atzal Shemay, Vazahar Mechiburim. If you could get them, there's a yesh tehelis besvarim, a we great, and Lomashal, I don't have, Nefesh Chayim Bamatzia, and he lists out some others if you could get them. And then he asks him time and time again to make sure, in other letters also, to please get him this particular safe. Okay. So here we have yet another connection to Valajan. Marim Isada from the Natsiv, Lamashal does not have so much material about Matsya, I'm not sure why. Just to be Messiah Velajan is like this that um we have Ramanashim Ilya, the famous Ramanashim Ilya, a person who's worthy of a whole episode in its own what, what, right. But basically the Pharisee Israel, the first Mishnah of Bamatsiya brings her aura. Of Menashem Ilya on the Mishnah. Already the Tar Tamima brings a whole piece in Makar Baruch about it. And um, in in the book Pshute Shal Mishnah from Hanan Gafni, he has a whole list of people that deal with this Ha'ara of Menashem Ilya about it. But if one wants, I'd be more than happy to send. There's a piece from the Chibur Ali Aaron, a Talmud Muvik of Reb Chaim and the Natsiv in Valajan, where he brings a piece that he heard from Reb Chaim Berlin from. The Natsiv on this Ramnash Milya. It's a nice Chikava Maramakam, two pages dealing with the first Mishnah about Matsya. And here you get to see the how they handled with a Ramnash Milya and again with the Vilnagai. Okay. Anyway, now just to conclude with the Akhrainim and, uh, and uh, Ha'ara. And then we'll just very briefly say something about Allah Lamaisa. Number one, I keep on saying, not so now. Some of these Akhrain that we just mentioned, they were published, you know, okay, fine. But is any other Chiburim? So the answer is yes. Tons of materials have been coming out and keep on coming out. Just to mention Rabbi Kivager. So Rabbi Kivager, there's a work, Sava Chayisim, published in 1979. It has a lot of material about Matziah from new manuscripts. For some reason, and I don't know why, but I recall in the 90s, this volume disappeared. It seems it got lost. The distributor sent it to America. It was very hard to find. Today, it's very possible to find. But again, here we have, in 1979, beautiful material of Rabbi Kivega was published. In the year 1990, Rav Meishe Kazis, Chedushim of his, he was, he was a Yid who was nifted in 1617, was published by Mechon Yushalayim. In 2000, a mass of Chibur of Rabbi Yonis and Ayibshitz HaMasechtis Bamatziah. Now, Bamatziah already has the Tumim of the of the Rabbi Yonis and Ayibshitz relating to it, but here we have Shiurim of Rabbi Yonis and Ayibshitz published by Mechon Yishlaim, a mass of work. Earlier work from published in 2006 from Mechon Yishlaim is a work of the Moralmi Prague, not on Agada, but on Halacha. Very well, very not known is that we have materials of the Moral who was a great guy in his lifetime. He's one of the greatest gadolim of his time, but most of his halachic material didn't survive. Mechon Yishalayim published Gan Sechibar on all of Bab Metziah from the Maral Halachadik. That's a key word over here. Okay. Uh, way back, to also in the past 20, 30 years, new material, a, a notebook of Reb Chaim from Shirm and Bab Metziah was published. And then there was a whole tumult. There was another, more Chedushim of Reb Chaim Bab Metziah from Mechon Raisa. That's a deal we already mentioned briefly. If that's considered reliable, we spoke about that already by Baba Kama, but specifically Bab Metziah is reliable. It was published by Chaim, Professor Chaim Salvechik and others. We have a few pieces of Reb Chaim Salvechik. Okay. Just to mention, there was a, a new materials of Rebbe Chanan Wasserman that was published. And then, just to be assigned, um, this Nakuda is just recently, in the past few months, two more works were published that relate to Bab Metzia, new manuscripts. Number one is the Shiurim of Ritzvi Hirsch Glixen. So you actually, um, Ritzvi Hirsch Glixen was a son-in-law of who? Rebbe Chaim Salavechik. A Hasidish Yid, a Goyen Oilam. And this a whole remarkable story about the, the 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 survival of this manuscript. He had a Talmud, and basically this Talmud just recently gave it. It was basically just published recently, and um, 
I've been told from people in Lakewood that Shiyuri Tyrus Chaim or Ratsuyash Glixen is not is it's hard to find. He was the Rosh Hashiva in Varsha, but he also learned by Reb Chaim. So this Reb Tzviyash Glixen. So there was a recent article in Mishpacha. So basically, this article in English basically caused that in America it's very hard to find it. In Eretz Yisrael, you still could find it. And here is new materials on so it's Bechlal, This Reb Tzviyash Glixen was a Goyin Island, but even here is some new materials of Reb Chaim. I. Um, the author, Ephraim Galinsky, the author of the article, Mishpacha, um, sent me the article, and I'm able to send it out. If someone asks for a PDF of this beautiful article about this Goyen Oilam, son-in-law of Reb Chaim, who basically was killed, and the, we now have a surviving notebook of some of Shiurim and new materials of Reb Chaim. Okay, fine. One other major maramakam of a new thing, some cipher. So some cipher also, his work is, uh, he's one of those people I make a joke, is always writing from the grave. So also just now, um, a work came out a few months ago with a few different sugyas, a bunch of materials of his that were never published before. Um, one could get that also. Okay, Adkan, the Chiburim of Achroinim, and with a particular thing of the manuscripts in very recent years. Okay, now I would like to say Ha'ara, and then we're going to conclude with two um, two other sentences going on. The Ha'ara is like this. Throughout this episode, we see that Bamatsia was learned. Okay, now when I, I remember when I was younger, there was a yeshiva that learned Takfu Kayin, which is one in the first parak. They spent the whole winter's man just on Takfu Kayin. So at the time, I couldn't understand what are they doing spending a whole winter's man. It was, it was even a leap year, I think. They spent just learning one sugya. So it was very strange to me. Okay, now on the other hand, we know that Gedolei Oilam, such as Rav Shach or Gifter, the Stipler, have written Keseder Keseder about the Mahalachalimut of the yeshiva world. The yeshiva world is, learns very, very slow. And this is a this is a conversation that needs to be mapped out and barichos nifla. But I want to just make ha'ara based on the information that we see here in front of us. And that is this, my suggestion is like this: the etzem throughout the generations they did not have access to the rishonim and the achreinim. They didn't have mo- all the rishonim that we have in Bamatsia, They didn't have. So let's say you have a yid learning in near yeshiva before World War II. So yeah, he finished all masechta because all he had in front of him was Gemara Rashi Taisus. Maybe he had a Gemara that had Marsha, maybe he had a Gemara that had Mohammed, but for the most part, he probably did not. There's a story, which is a very reliable story, that Rav Shimon, when he would give Shir, and they found out that he's going to speak out a Ksais or a Rajba, there will be a line for three days before just to see the Lushan. You say, no one learned the Rajba daily. We walk around today, we have all these Svarim, that's why I'm making a point over here. We have a crazy amount of Svarim, but they didn't have the Svarim. So now it could be that maybe had they had the Svarim, they would have gone slower. Okay, this is a Ha'ara. I'm throwing it out there. It needs to be discussed much more. Now, why am I saying this? Is he's finding the Masechtas Bamatzila Dugma? Fascinating thing. There's a Chibur from the Maritats on for that Mechon Avot Shalom prints out on Ezer Neshech. Okay. Then um, there's a Chibur called from Professor Daniel Boyarin, Ha'iyun Hasfardi, he, and he publishes another Chibur on another, also which basically is a massive Chibur on five blot and Bamatzia. Turns out, and I'm going to make this very short, it's like this. There's a, there's a Mahal Halima known, today it's became much more famous, the actual Chibur is called, from Rebitza Kampanton, he has a work of Klali HaTalmud. And this work has become very famous, and it's known as the Kampanton Mahal HaLimud. Whatever this Mahal HaLimud is, and how it ties into what's known as, originally known as Pilpul, it's intense, intense learning, being medayik in every single letter of the Gemara. Now, this required major, major eon, and we now have, thanks to this Bayarin and others, few blad and bamatsia, pages and pages, you sit and read it, your head will spin. 
it's how it's being medayik in every tag sheba tag of the Gemara. Very, very hard to understand. And he, this Bayaran, I'm more than happy to send the PDF of the actual Sefer because you cannot buy it anymore. Um, but he's published a manuscript from the, this is from the Dar of the Geirish Svara. Now, what, what does this have to do? They basically is, they learned crazy, crazy beer. Now, if you go back to the Sheet and Rebetzas, which I said is published in 1721, he says an interesting line. He says he has, amongst other things, um, he has from Rebbe Upir Shugis Tagri Lud from the right, from the right, from who? Radbaz and Sugis Acheros. What is this Ion Svardi Sefer that this Daniel Bayaran has? Also from Talmidim. This is also from the Kampanton based Medrash on the Sugya of Trey Lud found in Bab Matziah. These are Chiburim that the base the the Rebbetzal Ashkenazi. Also, they learned now whatever it is. We have to map out a different time, not now. But I came across a passage in the Kairi Hadiris. The Kairi Hadiris met a great grandson of the of Rabbi Yosef Cairo. It says in this passage that the, how many times do you think the race of Cairo learned Shas? Turns out three times. What? He learned Shas three times? How could that be? The answer is the Beis Yosef was from the base Medrash of Kampanton. They learned with intense Biyun. After you learn the look at this Sugyan Bamatsiya, how Biyun it is, and the, as I said, the Sefer that the, the Havachalom printed on Ezan Neshach, uses Iyun, Iyun, your head will spin from the Cheshbainis that are happening in this Gemara. And the Melo, these, these group of people, they did learn intense Biyun, and they didn't learn with anything else. They just had Rashi in front of them. Sometimes, maybe Tysis. They didn't learn a parallel sugyas. Okay, anyway, this is just our aura, and this relates to the Mahal Halimut Alimut Chus on our generation, which keeps on going slower and slower, not faster and faster, because Lamaisa, we have a crazy amount of material. Anyway, there's crazy amounts of Achreinisha materials. We have the Itzma Farshia Talmud, four massive volumes. There's the, what's called the Rabshapsi Frankel Gemara, which we spoke about in Babakama. So here, there's 905 pages of Achreinim in small print based on over a thousand different Svarim. Um, and it doesn't have the Nuschayis of the Gemara, which it has in Babakama. Why, I don't know. But basically, a crazy amount of information of Achreinim on the Gantz and from beginning from, from the beginning till the end. And also even the Talman Gemara in the back has a, a Hebrew called Eitz Achreinim, a liquid of Achreinim. Okay. Okay, now just to be assignment for one minute. Halach Lomaisis, Masechta has a crazy amount. So Eilam Metzius, Finding Matthias, I just recommend this. Pesrich Haishin, Ribis, massive, massive topic. Why it's in Yerdeah. Nachayish Mishpar, it's his own question. There's the Bersiyuda from Rabloi. Then you have the Nesiva Shalom from Gelver, Gelber, Tamil Muvik of Rishmul Orbach, and also known as the author of the Archashavis. We have Rabbi Reisman, my rabbi, growing up, his book from Artscroll, excellent book on Hilchas Ribis. We have the Ahavis Chesed, Bechlal, and Yanam of Chesed. We hope to give a whole episode to dealing with um, the concept of what re- lies behind the Sefer of Rechavitz Chaim. There's many articles and material from Professor Chaim Salavechik relating to Ribis, both in English, both in Hebrew, Halacha Kalkala Vadimayatsmi. The Heterisko, how does this develop, is also a fascinating topic. There's a book from um, from Professor Joseph Schatzmiller called Shilek Reconsidered, Jewish Money Lending and Medieval Society. And because there's a lot to talk about on Masechtas, um, relating to Ribbis. And then just to be Messiah, one last sentence is, we have Professor Ruven Bumfeld publishes a book called Selfir Malva which originally was thought to be a, a 17, from the 1700s, a parody work. It turns out it's from the much, it's a few hundred years earlier. He publishes it, and it gives a whole insight into the business world of Italy in the 1500s, 1600s. And he deals with it greatly in this critical edition that he publishes of the work called Selfir Malva Veloiva, which will, which is also relating to aspects found in certain prokem of Bab So this is just a small tipashabiyam of what exists on this masechta. So I give you, I wish everyone luck to learn this masechta properly. Thank you, fascinating. Um, you mentioned 
the new sefer with the shiurim and chedushim of Rabbi Tzvi Did you also mention that certain people like to talk about Chaim having a chassidish son-in-law? No, I did not mention. If you want, if you would like to point it out, please be my guest. I did not mention that connection. For a chassid like me, it's always important, <laughs> and our our listening audience. But what do you have to say? I don't know. I just know that he was very. This book, the article that if one wants, I'd be more than happy to send out. This book has a nice ch- chapter about it. But he embraced it. So they he, they embraced it. Um, it sounds like from here that they didn't. They were much more open to Hasidus than uh, people. Even though they're Valojin, they're from the Reb Chaim Valojiner. But you see, this is as time moves on, they were more warm. Definitely, he was very warm to this year. Rotirish Glickson, they held of him unbelievable. Okay. Thank you very much. Do you want to share a new safer? Yeah, we'll do one new safer very briefly, and that is like this. Um, I just got this. It's published by Mosaic Press. It's called um, Eretz Yisrael, Halacha and Minig, a practical guide for those living, visiting, and traveling in Eretz Yisrael by Reb Chaim Lee Belsky, with a foreword by Reb Yitzhak Berkowitz. Is it Berkowitz? Yeah, Berkowitz. Anyway, it's a very nice safer. Just came out from them, where it deals with. First of all, it's very nicely produced um, with their their graphics. I happen to like a lot. They have maps, maps in the back, but it deals with the kedushas Eretz, Yishev Eretz Yisrael, Tfilo, Berchus Kaihanim, Bracha, Shabbos, Yamtiv, Yamtiv Sheni, Dahak, Purim, Dahak, funerals, and he basically collects a lot of the material that people think about. Even people traveling, not even people that live in Eretz Yisrael, people because everyone travels to Eretz Yisrael, visiting Eretz Yisrael. Tons of, a lot of documented sources of Paiskim that he's Malacca from all different um, current Makairis. It looks very well worth one's, um, especially if one's going to Eretz and even if not, you know, it's always interesting to know all these halachas. Um, he has a whole miscellaneous section. I see he deals with even Nittelnacht and these type of stuff, Yerichai, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, but Kitzer, it looks like a very valuable work. It makes a very nice Rasham. And uh, I hope to spend a lot of time going through it more carefully soon. But that's a safer I would like to mention that just came out. I believe it might be available already in America, and it's it's available in all the stores. I like when authors call their safer just like Eretz Yisrael, or like Torah. You know, this is, it is what it is, you know, put yeah. it right out there. Is this the same author as the one who wrote on the pet? Yes, yes, same guy. Chaim Leibelsk, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, thank you very much. Looking no forward problem. to our next episode.